Hi, I'm Tiffany Patlin, host of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast, where I discuss tools, tips, and techniques to heal your mind, body, and soul. I am on a godly mission to heal the world. Everybody, uh, thank you for joining me today on the Tiffany Talks podcast show, where I talk about um, anything under the sun to you know from health and wellness. And today is a very important topic that I would love to share with you guys today. It's dear to my heart, and unfortunately, I feel like many of us have experienced this. So today is National Stop Bullying Day. Um, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, it's a rite of passage to be bullied," and I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. I just don't agree with that. You know um, why? Because of the aftermath, because of the damage that it can do and that it actually does. So when it comes to bullying, hurt people, hurt people. So if you're somebody that's hurting inside, it's kind of a natural reaction to hurt another person. A perfect example is I I could think about, you know, being a married woman. If you're married, um, if your spouse is having a bad day, who do they usually take it out on? (laughs) The one closest to them, not because they want to hurt you or because they don't love you, but because you're closest to them and they feel safe with you. That doesn't make it okay because what is the aftermath? The aftermath is that it still affects the other person in a negative way. So that's why it's, you know. It's not good to to do that, to mistreat other people. Uh, bullying, <clears throat> there's mistreating people and there's bullying. Bullying, I feel, is more of um, going out of your way to tease somebody and to hurt somebody because of something that's buried inside of you that you're carrying inside of you. So when, when I talk about trauma, a lot of times we don't realize that we've experienced trauma, but I know that bullying comes from pain that you're carrying inside. And it could be something traumatic or maybe just something sad that you've dealt with, but it could be traumatic to you. Um, and this goes to any age, you know, it could be for, for children, children that bully in school. It could be from maybe one of their parents left, maybe the, their mom or dad just up and left. We hear about that. Unfortunately, that happens. And typically the other, the spouse is grieving in grieving mode trying to keep their own head above water, trying to take care of themselves mentally that they're not able to, you know, be there for their child, like, like the child needs and they can be neglected and it's no fault to the, to the spouse or that parent, but you know, it's just hard, you know, these are challenging life events. And unless we are given the, the pathway, you know, and we're being guided, then we kind of don't really know what to do. We're kind of just blowing in the wind, which is how we end up hurting other people. It just tends to come out if we're carrying that, um, <clears throat> Maybe a child has experienced a death in the family. Maybe their mother or father died suddenly. Um, Not just that, even if they had a sibling die. I mean, there's such thing as people dying slowly in bed, but maybe it was something more, you know, crazy and traumatic, like a car accident. You know, we never know how an experience can affect somebody. I could, 
you know, experience something really bad, like a car accident and experience a loved one dying and somebody else can experience the same thing. But that doesn't mean our individual experiences are going to be the same, nor are they meant to be the same because we are all unique individuals and depending on our core values and the type of person that we are will affect how we, you know, go through experiences in our lives. And that's why it's never good to compare um, trauma because if it's important to you and if it's traumatic to you, then that's all that matters. So the something else that children can go through that can cause them to hurt others or act out is if their parents have divorced. Um, I know a lot of people will comment on social media saying, oh, well, my parents divorced and I'm fine. But are you really, you know, are you parenting from a place of brokenness or are you parenting from a place of wholeness? And the reason why I ask that is because I'm a child that came from parents who got divorced and I, you know, to this day, there's probably things that I have picked up that I might not even acknowledge, you know, from that time in my life. But I remember already having so much trauma at that time that the my parents divorcing was almost like icing on the cake. So I know for a fact that when your parents divorce, it affects a child. A child, if a parent is going to do that, they need to understand that it's going to affect their child. You can love them as much as you want and you can uh, be there for them as much as you want, but it's going to hurt. And they're going to ask themselves all those questions. Is it my fault? Is it something I did? What can I do? Can I bring my parents back together? You know, all those things. So um, I know that there's a lot of people out there that help children who are going through that type of experience with their parents separating or divorcing. So if you are a parent and has children that are divorcing, um, I would highly, highly recommend you also looking to getting support for your children because they don't deserve to suffer in silence. You know, they, they're they're dealing with the divorce just as much as you are, but in their own way. And they're so young that it's hard for them to understand and even know what to do with that. So it's very possible that they can carry that pain and take it out on other kids at school, not because they're a bad kid, not because they have the desire to go hurt other people, but it just goes back to that saying, because hurt people hurt people. That's all that that means. So that's why we need to be, you know, mindful as parents and do our due diligence to make sure that our children are taken care of. So that way they are not carrying pain and taking it out on other people. Um, another reason why children or even other people, no matter the age, will start bullying is because of abuse. And there's all different types of abuse, mental, physical, any type of violence, verbal, sexual, I mean, substance abuse, but usually substance abuse has a root cause. So um, abuse, um, if a child is experiencing any type of abuse within the home, with the family member at an after school program, there's a lot of shame. People don't always speak up. It's not hard for people who have been abused to speak up. Believe me, I know. Even when I did try, my voice fell on deaf ears. And so it's harder to continue to speak up after that. You need support. Children need support. Um, so if you are a child, if you are somebody who has been bullied, if you are somebody who has been abused and therefore you have been bullying others, just know that 
<clears throat> there is hope and help and healing out there for you. You don't deserve to carry that pain that you're carrying inside of you. There are ways to release it and get rid of it. You do not deserve to be weighed down by that. It's like an anchor just weighing you down. You feel heavy and depressed or anxious or scared and nervous, always living in fear and caution, and you don't deserve to live that way. Um, so always reach out to somebody and just remember, I am always here for you. Um, Unhealed trauma is important to acknowledge because it colors everything we feel, everything we think, everything we speak, and how we react to everyday situations, no matter where you're at, whether it's at home, school, work, grocery store, um, it colors everything that we do. <clears throat> so for me, I wanted to share my experience with uh, bullying. Let's see. When I was smaller around what, maybe 11, 11 years old. I think I was fifth grade, sixth grade. I remember getting both six. No, it was fifth grade when I knew I needed to start wearing glasses and I didn't want to wear them because <clears throat> back then everybody would make fun of you, you know, four eyes, you have to wear glasses, you know, and I didn't want to be made fun of who does. Right. So I wouldn't wear my glasses come into sixth grade. I had to wear my glasses, but I didn't want to. And so instead, which is silly looking back, instead, I would just be sitting there squinting, going like this, squinting because I couldn't see. And then the teachers would make fun of me. The students would make fun of me. So that just made me feel like crap. And it's just like, I just didn't want to wear the glasses because I didn't want to be ridiculed. I would already deal with a lot of that at home. Um, and so I, the last thing I wanted was for anybody else to give it anybody. I did not want to give anyone else any ammunition, any reason to be able to bully me, but I didn't realize I was actually drawing more attention to myself by squinting. And now people are all about glasses. They'll wear them even without the lens. I think that's hilarious. Like it's like a fashion statement now and has before it was like, Oh, so traumatizing for me. Uh, but not anymore. Um, I've actually worn my glasses in a couple of live videos in the past. So, um, I have since broken that, you know, whatever that was off of me, it wasn't my thing to carry. That wasn't something that was serving me. So I got rid of that. But, uh, so my experience that happened and I would get bullied. So I didn't want to wear them. Then a lot of the abuse that I experienced happened. Um, you know, the, the, um, in incestuous rape that I experienced, um, a lot of the sexual abuse, the drinking, the drugs, being kicked out, my self-mutilation, a lot of that stuff happened um, to me when I was younger. And so I had a lot of anger inside of me, if you can imagine. I did not have guidance. My mother and father did the best that they could, but that doesn't mean I got what I needed. And what I needed was guidance. I needed love. I needed support. I needed protection more than anything. But my parents were going through their own divorce and they were going through their own issues and their own trauma, their own drama. And yes, a responsible parent would have addressed the concerns of the children. But how can you do that if you don't know that that's something that needs to be done? So if you're a parent, please just keep that in mind. It is very important. The children do take the brunt of that. And I did. And I and, and plus all the trauma that I had experienced, all the abuse by that point. So what I would do in eighth grade when I had turned about 14, 14, 15 years old going uh, into eighth grade, I would take it out on other girls. If I saw a girl that was, you know, talking to my boyfriend at the time, I would use that as an excuse to beat him up. I would confront them and I would scare them, threaten them, curse at them, call them names, things that I'm so not proud of. 
And, um, you know, I've given, I've gotten a fight at a Catholic school before I was raised Catholic and my parents had taken me to this, um, school to learn and to get my, to, it was a process for my first confirmation. I still didn't even understand what that whole process was. I was just doing what I was told type thing. <clears throat> but, um, I got into a fight there. I had given a girl a concussion and put her in the hospital. That just goes to show you how much anger I had inside of me. And I can tell you, I regret it. I look back and I think that is not who I am. Like that, I'm not somebody that wants to hurt people. If anything, I'm the one that wants to take people's pain away. So why did I do that? Well, it's because hurt people hurt people. I was carrying so much pain inside. I did not know what to do with it. I didn't know that you could release it. I didn't know that there's suppressed emotions and that you can honor your emotions and set them free. Cause if you don't, they can manifest into symptoms of mental illness or physical ailments or create spiritual blockages from learning about who you are and your spiritual connection to God. Like I knew none of this. I didn't know anything. Um, mind you, I was still a child. I still needed to be molded. I still needed to be taught, you know, and I just wasn't. So I just lived with this pain. And that's why I started cutting myself all along my arm here. Um, and it was because I was just so desperate to get rid of the pain. And I regret it till this day. And um, there's a way to right your wrongs. And I literally wrote my wrongs in my book, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal. Um it's a teaching memoir where I share my life story of overcoming a life of mental, physical, sexual, and substance abuse from all that. And in there, I wrote, when I talk about my bullying experiences, I made it a point to apologize to those girls. If they ever came across the video or my book or anything, I really wanted those girls to know how sorry I am that they did not deserve to be hurt by my hand. Um, and that wasn't me. It's not the truth of who I am. It was just all of the trauma and the pain that I was carrying inside. So <clears throat> if this topic is important to you, which I hope it is, um, I wanted to share with you that what well, I wanted to share with you what it is that you can do to stop bullying. Number one is don't be the bully. <laughs> If you are, or if you have been, you know, um, somebody like if, if, if you have been the bully in the past, I'm pretty sure you can identify some pain that you're carrying inside of you. Um, so even if you've been hurting other people and you realize, man, I've been doing this, I've been bullying others and I shouldn't. And it's whether you're a young child still in school or whether you are somebody who, you know, um, has actually been bullying others. It doesn't matter. Just acknowledge what you've done and know that there's another way that you can heal and you can become a better version of yourself. You could get rid of that and maybe start writing your own wrongs. So the first way to stop bullying is to just don't be the bully. Don't be the bully. Acknowledge your behavior and what you're doing and don't be the bully. And like I said, reach out and talk to someone. And if you can't find anybody. I'm going to put my email in the description box so you can reach out to me confidentially. And I'd be more than happy to talk to you and help you out with whatever it is that you need, whether it's bullying, whether it's your mental health, your physical health, or even your, your spiritual health. I'm here to help you. Um, so another thing you could do to stop bullying 
is if you see a friend, so usually like this would happen with me, I was being bullied and there was a group of girls and a couple of them were participating in the bullying, but some of them weren't. The ones that weren't, those of you, I'm talking to you in this moment. If you see your friends, you know, bullying someone else, I encourage you to speak up, try to change, try to distract them, you know, mention, hey, let's go play at the monkey bars. Or if it's adults, you know, hey, let's go, you know, get some water. Let's go get some coffee. Let's go step outside, you know, try to do like, you know, a distraction, you know, um, and don't just let it continue because the person that stands there and watches somebody else do something wrong to somebody else is just as guilty because you had an opportunity to do something and you didn't. Be brave and stand up, but be safe. Always be safe. Do not put yourself in harm's way. You, you know, you deserve to be safe as well, but we should also should not be standing by just allowing these things to happen. We need to stand up because if we don't, who will? So um, teachers, I would like to speak to you directly. Um, I know that you you have it rough and throughout the years, you know, um, the rules and the pay and, and the requirements and all these things have just been changing so drastically from when I was a kid in school. But I encourage you to reach out to the parents. If you have an inkling, if you have a feeling, if you have a thought, reach out to the parents and also try to chat with the children. Because a lot of times when you speak to the parents, they'll make it seem as if everything is just fine. Why would they tell you the truth of what's really going on behind the doors if there is something going on? It's very unlikely that they're just going to be, you know, very outgoing, open and giving to just share with you all this information unless you guys have a really good rapport, which I wish teachers and parents would get back to that, having that, that good rapport with each other for the best interest of the children. Uh, but I feel like that's being drastically changed, unfortunately. Um, but the other thing that I would encourage you teachers or caregivers of those of you that are in that position to watch other children is to chat with the children themselves. Take a moment and just chat with them and let them know that you are safe. Even if they don't talk to you the very first time, just keep spending time with them and just, you know, not pestering them with questions, but just letting them know that you're there and that you're safe. You know, start talking about you and what you do, you know, um, things that, you know, just try to develop that safe rapport so that way, heaven forbid, something does happen. They can remember, they'll, they'll think of you and they'll remember all those times that you said, well, just remember, I'm here for you. Come to me if you need help. I'm here for you, you know, kind of thing that, and, and that way that they have that safe place to run to. And the reason why I mention this is because when I was in school, in eighth grade, it was when I would cut myself. Every every time I cut myself, I would wrap up my arm or my wrist or wherever the cuts were, and I would wrap it up to, to hide it. And my teacher, she was my science teacher at the time, and I sat in the front row. I always did because I was a straight A student, you know, from from when I started up until you know all the trauma started, all the drama started. So um, but she saw the wrapper on my arm. And she did get curious and ask me a question. She asked me what happened to my arm. And I told her, I was like, oh, I just got hurt. And she just, the look on her face told me that she didn't exactly believe me, but yet she didn't um, say anything else. She didn't ask me anything else. 
And I wish she had, because that was a really trying time in my life. And maybe just maybe she could have helped me. And the other thing I wanted to point out is that if your children have bad grades, that could be a sign because in that class, I did not have good grades. I didn't care about the work because my mind was preoccupied with everything else that I was dealing with. She took me to the back of the classroom with the sheet of paper, the assignment, and she showed me, she's like, okay, I want you to do this one. So I did it and I did it correctly because I knew how to do it. I didn't do the work because it was challenging or hard for me. I didn't do the work because I didn't care and I didn't care because I had all this trauma and drama that I was carrying inside of me. So I didn't, I just didn't care. And she'll, and that wasn't like me, me specifically, because I loved school. I loved learning. I was the first one to raise my hand with the correct answer. I was the first one to flip over my paper when we were doing a multiplication test. Like, you know, I was the one that got my hundred percent of my spelling test all the time. Like that was me. And so to have bad grades, to have an F, to have a C was unlike me. So that's a very telling sign if you notice a drastic change in your children's behavior, whether it's sleeping, whether a change in their eating, a change in pretty much anything that they do, I would encourage you to pay attention to that and ask questions. And that's for parents and teachers, you know, caregivers and teachers. Um, but I also wanted to share that I do have um, more information in my book, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal. And it talks about different types of bullying as well. You know, for example, <clears throat> Um, and it, uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness warns that bullying comes in many forms. There are three primary types of bullying, verbal, social, and physical. Verbal bullying is saying or writing mean things, and this is typically what happens on social media. Verbal bullying includes teasing, name-calling, inappropriate sexual comments, taunting, threatening to cause harm, social bullying, sometimes referred to as relational bullying, involves hurting someone's reputation or relationships. Social bullying includes leaving someone out on purpose, telling other children not to be friends with someone. And you know what? It's not just children. Adults do this too, unfortunately. Uh, spreading rumors about someone, embarrassing someone in public. And physical bullying involves hurting a person's body or possessions. Physical bullying includes hitting, kicking, pinching, spitting, tripping, pushing, taking or breaking someone's things, be, making mean or rude hand gestures. Uh, bullying is more widespread than you may think, according to federally collected data on youth bullying. And that was just on youth, but I'm sharing with you that it's more than that. Um, and if you want to get this book, you can get this on Amazon. It's called Unlocking Your Ability to Heal by me, Tiffany Patlin. It shares uh, my whole life story of overcoming a life of mental, physical, sexual, and substance abuse. There's a lot of different topics that get in here. I recommend the book for parents, any type of caregiver, teachers, um, teenagers. Um, unfortunately, um, I would like to say that children, you know, I don't like suggesting that my book is for younger children, but it can be. And I say that because there's children as young as eight, nine, and 10 years old that are committing suicide and it kills me and it breaks my heart. So if there is a child out there that is going through a challenging life, then yes, my book would benefit them. But ideally, uh, my book is for teens, for women, men, pretty much anybody that's just looking to be inspired to rise above their life's challenges and circumstances to build a better life for themselves, to become the best version of themselves. That's what that book is written for. Um, and like I mentioned, no matter the age, 
no matter how old you are, if you're in grade school or if you're an adult, just be nice to everybody, you know, because you never know what pain somebody is carrying inside. Sometimes a person might cut you in the middle of the line. They might cut you off at work. You know, they might have just gotten dumped. They might have just gotten bad news. Maybe somebody's racing in the road because they heard their their child just, you know, is being rushed to the hospital. Like, we don't know. Um, so it's so much better to treat each other with love and respect and compassion and consideration. Consideration. Have consideration for other people. I feel like like this is being lost. It's just human it's just a humanly thing to do for one another it's just to consider the feelings of another person you know and to just just be nice and like i mentioned if you are someone that you know is being bullied or maybe you're somebody who has been bullying someone else because you're carrying pain inside and you want to stop you want to heal and you want to rise above your circumstances i'm here to help you um, I recommend visiting my website, tiffanypatlin.com. I will also put my email in the description box. So those of you that want to reach out to me confidentially may do so. And I just want to remind you guys to just be kind to everybody. And that's it for me. Um, I was, I'm Tiffany Patlin signing off until the next episode. We'll see you later, guys. Bye.